cardboard purse. Today we play at CSI the board game. All right, let's go over my panelists. To my left is Olivia. Say hi. Hello. To her left is Jessie. Hi. And to her left is the Tonto Cory lover, Andrea. Sup. We play the CSI board game. It's kind of like a mix between Clue and really bad Clue. <laughs> you had an actual good go go fish. Yeah, you said go fish. I don't know if I that's so true. Think I don't think fish. it's like go fish. Go fish no. just worked for that analogy with oh, the rules. Okay. Yeah. Is anyone familiar with CSI? I watched it a lot. Like I watched it every week up until maybe the last two seasons. I didn't watch. And I didn't ever watch any of the CSI Miami or anything. I just watched regular CSI. I mean, if you've seen one, you've seen them all. That kind That's of how fair. CSI works. So, yeah, I've seen CSI, but I didn't, like, seek it out. It's one of those, like, I'm home from school with 104 degree fever. I have nothing to do. I guess I'll watch CSI. My grandma likes it, so whenever I stay with her, it's always on. I've never seen any CSI. If you've seen any crime investigation. Well, yeah, I, <laughs> I just assume it. it's the same as, like, Criminal Minds. I mean, the, the, it was good for the first few years, and then it just kind of got stale. Like, I mean, they did bring in more characters, and yeah, characters left, characters. but it was just... I, I did like it. We, had to pick, we got to play characters. Yeah. I didn't know anyone. Alright, so let's talk about the components. So they give you a little black folder that's supposed to be your arrest warrant book and in it you put a sheet the sheet is broken down it's very small that's a problem we'll get into but like you put the name of the victim the suspects and then you're gonna go through the board trying to collect evidence you're but putting you the pieces together yeah essentially if we're continuing with the clue analogy this is your little checklist to say what clues you have collected or reviewed yeah they give you like six pawns they're just little cardboard pieces with different characters faces on it and it's like the actual character actors so this is a fully licensed game i don't know if they had to pay the actors money to use their face okay so you get this handbook it has eight different cases in it we went through one and we never wanted to go through any more i didn't want to go through one you get a box that has different cards in it. There's three different levels for each main big space on the board. What do they call it? Crime divisions. There's seven crime divisions, so there's three cards for each of those. There are two Grissom cards and a big stack of disclosure cards. There's 25 of those. You get a die because this is a roll and move game. And there's eight CSI characters you can choose from. I think I said six earlier. There's eight. Because I can't count. Which makes it really hard when you're playing a roll and move game. Shut up. So I didn't actually get to see the second Grissom card. Yeah. Was it even useful? It's the same as the first card. It said, basically in a nutshell, it said, go to the trace location. Yeah. Okay, okay so, so it's bad. Okay, so the Grissom cards were supposed to be special cards that gave you special clues to help with getting the case. And if you were the first one to Grissom's office, you got the clue. Except the clue said, you should go to Catherine. She looks like she has some good evidence. Or you should go this place. There looks like there would be good evidence. 
but you have to go to all the places anyway to get to the next level so it was really useless and they didn't have one for the third level where it actually made a difference right so and then it also has the breakdown of each case there's eight of them it tells you the crime scene and then it will give you the answers so don't look at that until you finish the game there's 25 disclosure cards which are kind of um some help you some don't some tell you you lose a turn some tell you to get information from someone else kind of like the community chest or something from monopoly yeah you have your arrest warrant check off paper and four folders so you also are given the arrest and check off sheet and then you are also given four folders that you put your sheet in to keep privacy yeah it looks they're 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 cardstock like the privacy screens you would use in Dungeons and Dragons. So they're firm and you can fold them and you they have spots, like slots, to insert your whatever, what do we call them? Arrest warrants? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. why they're probably so thick. Your so clue you checkoff sheet. Yeah. And then you have eight different characters you can choose from. They're small cardboard cutouts of their face. With, With their name. standard plastic face. Yes. So at least they're not like... Sorry, pawns. It looks like they put a little bit of effort into the the components. I think not a great amount. That's what makes it CSI, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think the most effort they put in with the components was for each of the eight cases. You have your own set of clue cards that go in each crime division. That's I think where they spent the most time. So we're gonna take a little bit of a break, and then we'll get back to the actual gameplay of the game. Sharks. Snakes. The animal kingdom. Nature is glorious. Not that we know anything about that. Tune into Dear Dungeon every Tuesday, an advice podcast intended for adult audiences. We'll answer all your burning questions about tabletop games. You can follow us at deardungeon.tumblr.com. Welcome back, everyone. We are going to go over the rules and gameplay. Andrea, please tell us about it. Okay, so essentially you're trying to go through all of the different divisions and collect evidence cards. And there are three different levels at each division. And you start at level one, and once you have collected every single piece of evidence from each division in level one, you may then go to level two and collect all of those evidence cards and so on to level three. So once you arrive at level three, you may attempt to solve the crime by going to Grissom's office and presenting an arrest warrant, which is the piece of paper that you filled out with the suspects and all of the evidence that you've collected. And all you have to have is a solid case, but when we finally got to the end game, we found out that you had to have specific evidence cards, so you would have had to go to three specific divisions that were predetermined. It kind of, in the rules, kind of made it sound, also sounded like you could get that specific evidence from the first level or the second level or the third level, and 
in some cases that may be, but the specific one, they were all the third level ones. So you're kind of like, well, I know what happened. I know how it happened. But if you didn't go to that specific location on the third level, you wouldn't win. I think most of us had a pretty solid idea of exactly what had happened before we even got to the third level. I, by my first evidence card in third level, was like, I've got this. I know I know exactly what happened. I know everything that I need to know to be able to convict someone and have enough evidence. They encourage you in the third tier to guess early. Like in the first and third tier, they say first you can't... Second. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, in the first and second tier, they tell you that you cannot guess until you... Like, you can't guess at all. So in the third tier, they kind of encourage you to guess at any point when they don't really tell you that you have to have... You pretty much have to go around and collect them all unless you know which ones are the components needed. For me, it was like, with Clue, you know, you're trying to figure out who, where, and what it was. And you don't necessarily need to have rock solid. You can go in and guess the who, what, and where, and if you guess those right, you can still win the game of Clue. What our mistake was, or the rules mistake was, of not making clear, is that in this game, you're looking for a means, a motive, an opportunity, and you can't just figure that out by, you know, using your brain and deducing from the clues, okay, here's my means, here's my motive, and here's my opportunity. The game, at the end, requires you to have a specific card linked to means, a specific card linked to opportunity, and if you haven't gone and checked that off your list like you didn't go to that division and visit it you cannot win where it never says that in the rules so even if you know those three things unlike clue you cannot just say the correct answers to them and win right because of that i feel like they should have had each of those specific cards that you absolutely needed to win labeled as the means the motive or opportunity i agree I mean, and it makes sense that they want you to have the best evidence because in the real world, in court, you need the best evidence to convict someone. But this is a game. and how, Yeah, and how long did it take us to go through each tier? Right, it the, was a really long game. And the reason why it takes you so long to do this game is you have to get the exact number for your roles for each and every specific space that you need to get to. And it's annoying. It took me like 40 minutes to get off of the first tier. Just because I was dancing around the card I needed. Yeah. And uh, Olivia (laughs) messed me up when I finally landed on it. (laughs) Like a good friend. (laughs) I feel like gameplay would have been much less frustrating if they'd only applied that rule to something, say, uh, getting to Grisham's office, or Grissom's office, at the very end of the game where you're trying to guess. I agree. Yeah. Like, Grissom is, like, the head of the the whole place. So getting an exact number kind of seems like more of a plausible, like, maybe he's not in his office, maybe he's busy, because he does have those times where you just leave him alone in the show. He's like, oh, Grissom's looking at his bugs again. Let's just leave him alone. That kind of makes sense, but getting to the specific offices, it's just, it's it was... So annoying. Right. I wish his cards were more important, too, because if he is a big part of the show and they make a big point of you landing on his office to get special clues... Well, and only one person can get the special clues, too. And then it just passes around with a disclosure card? Yeah, disclosure card. Like, all right, the first one, I got the first card, I got it, and it told me to go to Catherine's place because she has 
special footprints that seem like it might be a good place. I'm like, well, I'm already going there anyway, so what's the point of getting this card? Why did I waste my turn trying to get to Grissom when I could have just gone around the board? So it's like maybe at the beginning of the game it be, would be nice to get Grissoms, but like you have to get all of them anyway, so what's really the point? What's the point? And going back to the exact role, I feel like the reason they did that was, I think Jesse pointed it out earlier, that they... Yeah, we were trying to piece together, like, how some of these parts of the game make sense in a TV show kind of way. Like, in a thematic. Yeah, like, why are, why can't, why when we pass something can't we get it? It's because they're still testing it, or why are we all fighting over who gets to solve the mystery? That was Olivia's biggest point, was like... This is a competitive game when the show is obviously cooperative. You're trying to find a murderer. I don't think this is the time to be competitive. Yeah, we're not right. petty. I feel like as a cooperative game, this would have made a lot more sense. Like, instead, you have the eight characters, okay, and I'm assu not familiar with the show, but I'm assuming they each work in a different division. That was kind of. The Some people work in multiple divisions. Um, if every single time we passed... Uh, Forensics or something, my character's name showed up. Yeah. And that, that was consistent with all of them. So something. rather than doing it like hunt for clues, if they had done it, you pick a character and there's one character from, so if it's a four player game, one character from each division and your goal is in X amount of moves or somehow complete this task mm -hmm. for the team and everyone needs to complete the task to be able to catch the murderer and have evidence to get them in court would have made a lot more sense rather than I want to be the one to solve the murder all by myself and I don't want to give you any of the information I have because it's mine. Right. That or, I mean, if they, they could have kept kind of similar gameplay to this and kind of done a maybe pandemic style pool of characters where you can choose different characters have different abilities um, or different things they bring to the table, so you all work together to try and collect evidence together in order to catch the murderer. Yeah, that would have been a lot nicer. Like, mm -hmm. the doctor, he's better at autopsy. That's what he does. He doesn't go out in the field. He does the autopsy. It would have been nice if he got, like, a bonus, or if, if like, a card that said, if you're this character, pick up this other card, you get a special clue. If you wanted to keep it competitive. Like, mm -hmm. or you get a special, like, kind of bonus. Or if each character automatically got the clue from that level. So if the doctor automatically got to look at the autopsy card for that level. When, when you're on level one, you automatically get to look at the autopsy right. card. Which would then work with the disclosure cards. And the disclosure cards let you see what other players have for information that's been gathered. Right. So that would actually work together. Right. And it would have made it go a lot faster. Yeah, mm -hmm. those were kind of negatives in a way, because you're trying to beat your friends, and they can see your list sometimes. Well, or and if, you can show them cards, you right. know? Well, and if we think about it, this is listed as ages 13 and up. What 13-year-old is going to want to play this game for two hours? At that's least, way too long. Like two that, That's a short game. That It was just, it was dragged on. And it's all, it's based on luck, basically. It's not anything you have to think about. You just roll the die and you move. The most you have to think about is which way are you going to go. And ultimately, I ended up winning the game because I didn't just guess in the third tier. I would have gone around and gotten them all instead of guessing because I saw how that worked out for everyone else. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I thought I had it, which I knew. I knew all the evidence, and I knew what did it, but I didn't have that specific... You didn't have it I didn't have off. trace. Yeah. I didn't know that it was a rattlesnake, even though I knew it was a rattlesnake. You didn't have the DNA proof it was a rattlesnake. Yeah. Well, and Caitlin, you were the first one to guess once you got to level three, and I was already at level three as well. And as soon as you guessed, I realized that I wasn't going to have the correct evidence because of a remark you made. But I decided to go ahead and guess anyway because I felt like I had a lot of evidence and I already knew the storyline. And I only had one piece of evidence that I needed. Yeah. That's the weakest part of the game. We were actually pretty invested into in it until the very mm -hmm. end. It was like a roller coaster ride. We like started out not thinking we're gonna like it, and then we we're like, "Oh no, this is okay." I mean, it's a little annoying that you have to get the exact number, but we made fun mm -hmm. of it. Like Olivia just kept going this one space. She just lacked that forth. one space. I'm really good at rolling fours. <laughs> I mean. Really good at rolling fours. But then it just dragged on and dragged on. And we're like, mm -hmm. like, the half of us were already halfway done with level two when some of us weren't even done with level one, like not even close. And then the level one kept caught up because we couldn't get the right ones for level two. I mentally checked out <laughs> when I spent 10 to 15 turns literally doing nothing, trying to hit a certain spot. Dancing around one yeah, prime and division. Everyone else was almost on tier three and I was level level tier, whatever. I was the first one, and I was just like, I, I can't win this. And somehow, I kind of won it. I don't know. I don't really you, count you it. You won by default. I won by default, which is a bad way Which to is win. not a way you should <laughs> win with a game. No. Mm -hmm. That does not make for a good game. You want to feel accomplished winning. It kind of just made us feel like we wasted the last three hours. Two or three? I don't, I don't know. We I lost, lost track, track of time. Yeah. I was watching. <laughs> is... Is this the section where we talk about potential improvements? Or? Yeah. Okay, so this is going to be weird. It's not something we've brought up at all, but it was something that drove me completely bonkers while we were playing. So each of the different crime divisions has three cards, one for each level, right? The space for the crime division is not the size on the physical <laughs> game board as the size of the cards. Oh, God. Yeah. The it space so on the board is smaller than the cards. Yeah. So the cards that was go awful. everywhere. Speaking about spaces, they don't give you a full sheet of paper. Like, it doesn't, for the, the um, arrest warrant, the, the folder is bigger than the piece of paper. And you're supposed to write, like, all this stuff and take notes and stuff, and they do not give you enough room. If I had written everything that I deemed necessary to actually piece everything together throughout this whole thing, I would have taken up an entire eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper, I think. And that's with, you know, fairly medium size handwriting. They like, they say that you can go back and look at it once everyone has looked at it, but it just takes so long and you forget what exactly you read. You forget which one it was, which, like which level this information was. So when you're trying to figure out if you have enough evidence to solve the case, you're like, do I? Yeah, a lot of like, us just... which one was the means? Which one was the motive? We just wrote on blank printer paper 
Olivia drew a beautiful picture trying to... I drew a picture of the crime scene because we it. were reading clues and it was like, yes, this pond is located between this building and this mm -hmm. building and there's a rock over here and this is over here and this is what she was wearing and I'm like, I can't fit this on these tiny pieces of paper. I'm just going to draw a picture. It just hit me like they didn't include pencils in this board game, right? No. We so we had to get pens. our own. That's... Ugh. What board games do that? They always include those teeny tiny pencils, right? How yes. dare they? <laughs> not give us ridiculously small pencils to use. <laughs> I mean, this is a used game, but I don't think that it even said in the components that there were pencils. So I'm going to assume that there were not pencils. Mm -hmm. Because everything else was there in, in pretty good condition. Oh yeah, this game looks like it's barely used. I well, wonder I mean, why. Yeah. They probably did the same <laughs> thing we did. They played it once and they were like, oh, this is awful. <laughs> well, the anymore. thing is, it's a cardboard booklet, right? That you open and you put your sheet on one side, you know, your little checkoff list right. on one side. There's like a whole other side they could have left with like a notepad or a left mm -hmm. spot for an insert or mm -hmm. just a lined piece of paper they could have put on there. Mm -hmm. But no. Andrew. Another thing that was really kind of annoying is the what what are they called? Closure cards? No. Disclosure Disclosure cards. Disclosure cards. They were weird. Like, you're supposed to go through schooling and stuff, and they're like, this is liquid blood, and you put it, you, you sopped it up wrong. I'm like, what? Here's your uh, what no, autopsy. I, I ruined the liquid blood samples by not putting them in a cooler in my trunk. I just straight up tossed them in my trunk, and they weren't in a temperature-controlled environment. Excuse me, I, I remember my mistakes. You brought your okay. fishing tackles. I'm the doctor, okay? <laughs> I'm, I was the doctor character, and I forgot that blood goes in a cooler. To be fair, under rules of play, the very first thing that they state is, Congratulations, you have just become a crime scene investigator. But we play as these characters that have been doing it in the TV shows. Exactly. For... Well, it's, uh, even if you just became a crime scene investigator, like, Ah, I've just been hired to a new job, I'm fresh out of crime scene investigator school whatever you assume <laughs> right. there's some kind of training and you're just like oh yeah i'll just throw these samples in my trunk it'll be fine it no would, big deal it would have been better if they said that you were like an intern or something right trying to get it because like they were explaining what dna was Th this was actually my favorite part of the whole game because it was so ridiculous and at the very beginning it was actually amusing until we got to the point where it was just dragging on so long that I was like I don't care about this anymore um, there were a couple of cards in there that were like hey you just learned how to use a sound stethoscope oh yeah I got that one <laughs> and you just learned that rigor mortis is affected by heat and musculature learning so much <laughs> what <laughs> Like, I feel like some of this I learned in high school. Right. Like, just in, through chemistry or biology. Like. I've learned this stuff by watching TV. I think my favorite is still the DNA one, that identical twins cannot be distinguished from one another because they have the same DNA. It's like, like what? Whoa. Mind blown. I, I don't even... Like, it's just... It, it's ridiculous. It... it would have been much better if they said you were still learning. Well, not even just the content of the disclosure cards. Because of the rule where you have to have an exact number to land on your space, you, when you moved, you were trying to land on anything that actually gave you something. So if you couldn't make it to a crime division, you were going for a disclosure space to try to draw a disclosure card because those cards could give you evidence. But 
there are only 25 of them. And we went through that entire 25-card deck two or three times. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we not only were spending so much time on this game, but we were getting the same 25 cards over and over and over because we were just trying for something. Right. Another spot that we didn't mention is there's an arrow spot, mm -hmm. which were really nice. If you landed on them, you can go to the closest... Um, to one of the two division. closest divisions. I can't... Why are they called crime? I get why they're called crime divisions. <laughs> I just don't like it. And that one wasn't... They didn't... That arrow was not near the one I needed. The one that I spent 40 minutes trying to get didn't have an arrow that could lead you to it. It was really frustrating. All in all, it's just kind of just a confusing, annoying... I'd rather play Clue. Yeah, at least Clue mm -hmm. doesn't drag on. You don't need exact spaces to get into the room. And if you have an idea that you are pretty sure about, you can guess. Whereas this one, it was like, well, I can guess, but I'm probably wrong, even though I have the answer right. It's like, why don't you just go to every room? You've already made it this far. But at the time that we were there, we were just like, is this over yet? Is this done? There right. could literally be no end if you just keep rolling mm -hmm. super bad. Yeah. yeah, I think there are a handfuls of ways you could tweak this to make it a better game, mm -hmm. but I don't know if it'd be worth the time, especially with the way they've built it with the levels one, two, and three, and you're only looking for three things. Right. So what it could be is instead of just means, motive, and opportunity, you're trying to collect a larger list of things, mm -hmm. and you don't need a specific card for that information, mm -hmm. but you're trying to figure out more, so... You just keep going until you have all those pieces put together. Mm -hmm. But I feel like our biggest problem is that we had the pieces put together by beginning of level two, middle of level two. Right. Which then we still had to complete level two. And as soon as we got to level three, we all rushed to end it. And we didn't have the cards we needed to actually win because we didn't need any clues from level three. We had the information. Right. Isn't the worst part is that this is like based on a TV show. And a lot right. of times they'll make really bad board games just real fast to market and sell and this one actually looks like it had a decent amount of work put into it and they still missed the mark yeah mm -hmm. i think it would have been nicer if it was more like a um dead of winter style where you mm -hmm. have to go out find the evidence cooperative cooperative it would have been a lot better if it was a cooperative game yeah and it would have made more sense thematically too yeah I think we just went into it like why are we fighting each other for we're, this we're all just sherlock holmes trying to be the better one <laughs> Yeah, we are. We want to be the best detective, and we don't care about you. Yeah. Who needs friends? Or co-workers. <laughs> I'm the doctor, but I'm going to just solve all the crimes by, the by the myself. Game, we were all trying to help each other, because we just wanted it to be over. Yeah. <laughs> but we was like, should I go to Trace, or should I go to, what, Dina? What? I'm like, go to Trace. Go to Trace. <laughs> go to Trace. You need it. <laughs> I was already out by this point. I didn't care. You just know. want someone to win. I don't know if there's anything else to say about it. I think we pretty... I think I have the answer to this question, but do you guys think it's a hashtag cardboard curse or hashtag boxed blessing? Olivia? I'm going to go um, cardboard curse for 500, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesse? Oh my god, I want to incinerate this game. Cardboard we, does burn. Yeah. It does. <laughs> it's definitely a cardboard curse. Definitely a cardboard curse. Although I do think it's salvageable. Mm. I think that if you tweaked it in a few ways, that if you made it a cooperative game, 
And if you got rid of the bad disclosure cards that, like, blocked people from doing things, yeah. it would have it been a reasonable mm-hmm. game. I obviously think it's a hashtag cardboard curse. If I'm going to play a cooperative game, I'm going to go to Dead of Winter or Pandemic. I'm not... And I Sorry. think, yeah, there's the, the problem I have with wanting, my lack of desire to salvage this game is that there are other games out there that have done this kind of thing and they've done it well. So right. rather than spend time trying to morph this into a cooperative game that works, it's just like, why would I spend time modifying these rules and working on this when I could just play a game that already Exist. Do we know I, how old this game is? Sorry. Uh, it's, it's like season one or it's 2004? 2004. 2004. Okay. It came out before these bigger well, Before the big board game. I mean, I feel like board games have kind of hit the market really hard the last five or so years. Mm-hmm. And I think it came out before that big yeah. rush mm-hmm. of board games. So right. it would have been nice. Even if it didn't quite work as a cooperative game, I would have appreciated it more if it was. Right. It looks like, if you look at it, it looks like they did try to put some effort to, into it. It looks like it's from the show. The story sounds like it would be a story from a show. The show. They just miss. I think they missed the mark mostly with the, the uh, fighting each other, and not cooperative. Mm-hmm. I would have rather had only level one and two and not had a level three and had less evidence and focus more on the players trying to figure out. So I have very few clues and I'm trying to put this together rather than forcing you to keep gathering clues and gathering clues and gathering clues. Because you get to a point where it's like, yeah, yeah, I got it. Right. Well, in, in a lot of the evidence, too, you would get to level one, you'd be like, okay, whatever. Yeah, you get to level say- two and you'd be like, so basically I learned, like, one more thing, but really I could have deduced that on my own. And then you get to level three and you're like, yeah, yeah, I know already, just get on with it. Yeah, I think, like, what were some examples of the level one clues? Like, one of them was there was hair on her nightstand, we should send this into analysis. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, like, cool, I just got this clue, but... That- what do I do with it? So that was the game. What do you guys think about it? Do you think it's a a cardboard curse or um, a box blessing? It's not a box blessing. I'm going to tell you that right now. We're going to take another break, and when we get back, we're going to play a little game. All right. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to these first few episodes of Cardboard Curse. We hope you're enjoying it. We had a lot of fun making these, despite how frustrating some of the games were. We're dropping these first couple of episodes here real quick so you can start listening, but we don't quite have a release schedule yet. We plan to release at least once a month, but we hope to do more in the future. So subscribe to us on on your podcatcher. Is that what it's called? Okay. So you should totally subscribe to us on your podcatcher of choice or follow us on our different social media accounts. We can be found on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, and Instagram at Cardboard Curse. And you can always email us at CardboardCurse at gmail.com. Come connect with us and give us feedback on the show. We are always looking for more ways to improve. Last, we want to thank our friend Ryan Russell for recording and producing our theme song. Now back to the show!
All right, so wits and wagers. Um, basically, there's going to be seven questions. For the first three, I'm going to award one point for everyone who gets it right. For the next three, I'm going to award two points to everyone who gets it right. And for the final, we'll decide when we get there, depending on the points. That's not fair. You're deciding who wins. No, I'm just making it fair. If somebody's like four points ahead, no. if it's three, nobody can catch up to them. Fine. What's the topic? Is there a topic? CSI. Okay, CSI. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Perfect. We played a CSI game. I'm gonna be focused on CSI. So this Wits and Wagers game is gonna be CSI-based. Basically, each of these seven questions is going to have an answer that is numerical. You have to write down on your piece of paper what you think the closest number is without going over. After everybody's written their answers down and passed the paper to me, I will lay them out in numerical order. And each person will go around and choose which one they think is the correct answer. Also, if you think all of the answers are too high, you can choose to say lower. Anyone who gets the correct answer will get points. Alright, let's do this. I'm not gonna lie, when you were about to say whoever gets the correct answer will get, and you paused, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say a glorious prize. <laughs> so when you said points, I was really disappointed. Like, in my heart, I just felt it break. Yeah, it candy. <laughs> you were disappointed. I'm crying a little bit, actually. <laughs> what? Okay, if you win, we'll give you a glorious prize. Thank you. Uh-oh. We'll see. Um... Alright. Everybody get it? Everybody good? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Alright, question one. Between the original CSI series and its three spin-offs, CSI Miami, CSI New York, and CSI Cyber, how many total seasons of the show have aired? Alright, so everyone, we have 20, twice, and 24. Caitlin. I'm gonna go with 20. You're gonna go with 20. I Olivia. also like 20. Olivia also likes 20. I want to do 24 to be different. <laughs> okay, Jesse's going with 24. And the answer is 36. So, Jesse, you get a point. Yay! <laughs> That's a lot. I feel like a lot of those are just the normal CSI. I wasn't sure how many spinoffs there were, so I didn't know how many seasons I was working with. That's how... I, didn't e I don't even know what the last one was. I know CSI, uh, Miami, and New York, but I've never heard of Cyber. I've never heard of Cyber either. Actually, I think I've seen some of that one. Do you know around when that came out? Because I feel I like I might not have one. had TV anymore. That's why like I've that's never heard of it. One. 2010. 2015? Right. 2014. 2014. 2014. 2014. Right. Yeah. Which I don't think I really watched TV at that time. It yeah, that didn't last very long either. That's why I don't know it because I was already out of my parents' house and I no longer had TV. <laughs> All right. Round 2. The original CSI ran for 15 seasons plus a 2-hour series finale. Why couldn't we have had this question first? <laughs> I gave it I actually gave it 15 No, I gave it 10. Never mind. Go on. The original CSI ran for 15 seasons plus a 2-hour series finale. How many episodes were produced? Alright, so this time we have three different answers. Very well, evenly spaced. We didn't plan it. First, <laughs> firstly, we have 200. 
Secondly is 225. And finally, 250. Guys, this makes me really happy. They're just so nice. It's it's very (sighs) well-spaced. Caitlin? Uh, um, I think, um... I think that makes it harder to choose, though. Yeah, it does. I'm going to stick with my answer of 200. All right. Olivia? Um, I'm going to go with 250. Go big or go home. Pick mine, 225. All right. Uh, well, the answer was 337. Yes. So, Olivia, you get a point. Oh I'm God. bad at this game. I'm the one that watched it the most. I, I think there are just 200... There have to be at least 250 I episodes of, like, just Naruto, right? And that didn't even have... Yeah. That's a little bit differently, though. It doesn't oh, break into okay. seasons. What's but it breaks into arcs. Alright, round three. Season five of CSI ranked at number two in the Nielsen ratings, but pulled in the highest number of total viewers. In millions, how many American viewers did season five have? On a side note, because it's interesting, season three was the only season that it was actually rated at number one. So, the three answers we have are three million, three and a half million, and four and a half million. Caitlin? I've been low on every time that I've said something, so I'm just going to go high with the 4.5. Which is also my answer, so I'm probably wrong anyway. I'm going to go with 4.5 as well. Okay. I'm going to do three. All right. Well, the answer is 26.3. So both Caitlin and Olivia get points, even though they weren't even close. We were really low. (laughs) We keep underestimating the great love for CSI. You know, you think if there are 15 seasons of it. Of the original. Of the original CSI. What season was this? Five? Five. Yeah. If they still made 10 more seasons after this. you, You have to think, it rated number two in the Nielsen ratings. That's like big mm-hmm. so yeah that's true it's just because we don't watch it we're like uh, how many people can i don't really like know show? what's i i i forget how many people actually live yeah in this world <laughs> all right so we're starting on the fourth question points will be doubled this round So fans of the show can purchase a box set containing all 15 seasons of the original CSI series. How many discs are in this complete series box set of DVDs? So our answers on this one are 36, 45, and 60. Caitlin, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm going to go lower. Lower. All right. I'm going with 36. All right. 36. All right, so the answer was 92. Nobody gets two points. <laughs> I was so close. I was closer than everyone else anyways. I originally thought 200. Wait, I was like, that's a lot. You didn't listen to your heart, Jesse. is what it was. Me. That's yeah. a lot of DVDs. Yeah, that's the one I exclaimed earlier. I was like, that's a lot. <laughs> How big is that box set? Well, my mistake was I was trying to think, okay, there are 15 seasons... How many episodes can a DVD hold? And then I was trying to... Fi- I, I tried yeah. too hard. I tried too hard and I messed up my math. It's always higher than any of you think. I know. <laughs> I'm just bad at this game. 
Okay, so, so far, before question five, we have Caitlin with one point, Jesse with one point, and Olivia is winning with a total of two points. I'm the champion. At the moment. We're good at this game, guys. I almost got a point last turn. Question five. The original CSI series charmed critics as well as fans and won six Emmys during its run. How many Emmy nominations did the show receive? So we have 18, 24, and 42. I'm going with 42. I'm going, uh, 24. I'll do 42. All right, well, the answer is 39. So, Olivia, you get another point going further ahead. I hate this game. I, so I like much. how you're the only one who's watched any CSI. <laughs> We're all just like trying our hardest. It's karma for making us play the CSI game. <laughs> well, you could pick the game next. Sure. All right. Question six. This is going to determine how many points question seven will be worth. Setting a trend of using songs from The Who as theme music, the original show used Who Are You for its opening titles. In what year was the song Who Are You released? All of our answers are in. <laughs> Wait. Know that! <laughs> Alright, I didn't read that as that because I automatically went with 19 in my head. What? Is this 1980? That, no, that's 80. Yes, 1982. <laughs> I don't know! I mean. <laughs> seven. Okay. Alright! So someone decided to go with the Freedom answer, uh, 1776. <laughs> good movie. That's a good movie. We should watch that movie. I have it. I watched it on 4th of July. <laughs> oh my god, you're a nerd. <laughs> my parents were so mad at me. They're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, watching 1776. Why? It's a good movie. Why didn't you invite me? I don't remember. <laughs> Probably because I was too busy enjoying it. <laughs> All right, so we have 1776, 82, and 1988. Is that 82 AD or BC? <laughs> it's 1982. Oh. We've, we've cleared that up. Oh. Yeah, you jerk. I'm going to go with the sensible answer and say 1776. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to go with the, the 82. I'm going to go with... 88. It's fine. Alright, so the answer is surprisingly 1978. Uh, I win! <laughs> <laughs> so Caitlin wins out of sheer dumb luck. <laughs> and the final round will be worth three points to give anybody a chance. Caitlin's won in my heart for winning the 1776. <laughs> this round, I don't know what the question is, but it's not going to top that. That was beautiful. That was definitely the best answer so don't you far. That's a sensible answer. William Peterson played Graveyard Shift CSI supervisor Gil Grissom for nine seasons of CSI. Before he left, how much money was he earning for each episode he appeared in? It has to be a number answer, right? I just can't write a lot. <laughs> yes. All right, so we've got a pretty nice spread here. Two million, 2.3 million, or three million? I'm gonna go straight down the middle, 2.3. Three. I'll do two million just to be different. 
Well, the answer is 600,000, so none of you got the three points. We all had big dreams. And Olivia, you won with three points. Yay, that was the most pathetic game ever, but yay! Good job, guys. Wait, do I get a glorious prize? You did get a glorious prize. You get that cat. Aw, I'm so lucky. No return policy. You gotta take her home. Oh, man. She eats a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Not when Boo tries to take her food. Oh. She just gets really sad. She really loves CSI. She yeah. does. <laughs> super, super fan. All right, everyone. That was our our game. Congratulations, Olivia, for winning. Thank you. I'm honored, and I'd like to thank my mom <laughs> and my grandma and all the friends who have given me the strength to make it to this point. All right, everyone. This is your cardboard Captain Caitlin saying goodbye. Signing off. I was going to say signing off. Signing Sign away. Off. This is your cardboard Caitlin signing off. This is your cardboard Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin just made up. I had just that had, in my house. I had flashbacks to the Sarah Michelle Gellar question. <laughs> I guess we're done. Do you need an actual sign off?